Welcome to The Art of Making Things Happen, a weekly podcast inspiring you to listen to your deepest yearnings. My name is Jennifer Jane Young, and I'm your host. I'm a teacher, a coach, an entrepreneur, and the founder of Enjoy Business, an online hub for achievers, dreamers, and creatives who want to make things happen. I want to be by your side as you embark on the paths to reach for your goals in life and in business. And what I know for sure is that those yearnings you're having are life's way of giving you a preview of what's possible for your future. And my mission is to make sure that you don't settle for anything less. So may each episode bring you hope, deep insights, and the confidence you need to keep taking the next step forward. Enjoy. All right. So um, welcome, everyone. This is Jennifer. And today we're interviewing Jennifer Horvath, who is a, a good friend and a colleague. And um, Jennifer has been in the fitness and health industry for 17 years. Uh, She's been teaching Pilates for 15 years. She's a master uh, Pilates teacher for the Body Harmonics Pilates School, senior Pilates teacher at Victoria Park, uh, which is a nice, fancy, super popular gym in Montreal. And she's an Arbonne independent consultant. um, And she's a animal lover. She has two beautiful dogs. Um, her, she has a strong personal interest in health and wellness and nutrition, um, and also in personal mastery. So, um, through all of those businesses, uh, Jennifer mentors and coaches people to improve the quality of their life and success. And she leverages her her business to help causes, um, that she cares about, such as, uh, animal welfare. And her life's mission is to awaken and thus, in turn, to educate others in order to help them awaken and to help those who cannot help themselves, to be a voice for those who cannot speak, and loving kindness. So thank you so much, Jen, for being here on the call. Thanks, Jen. Um, so I'm super excited to have you because I've known you for a really long time, and um, I'll tell people a little bit how we met. So Jen and I did uh, our yoga therapy training together together. Um, and we connected pretty quickly, honestly. Um, I was super inspired by Jen really quickly because of her presence. Um, she's an extremely grounded um, person, full of wisdom. I was extremely inspired also by your leadership uh, as a person in everything you did, your honesty, um, and your strong sense of integrity. And this is what I want to talk about a lot today in, uh, in the interview, um, because I find that in everything that you do, uh, whether it's your uh, Pilates teaching or Arbonne, uh, you always bring in this um, this sense of integrity into everything that you do. And I find that that's what makes you uh, a really good leader because we get really um, uh, we get really attached to you and we, we literally want to follow down your footsteps. So wow. thanks, Jen. <laughs> You're that's welcome. really nice of you to say. It's the truth. It's the truth. Um, So I want to talk a little bit today about um, things that you honestly shared with me uh, while we were going through our uh, yoga therapy training together. And then while we were doing Arbonne together for a little bit, because I was um, an Arbonne consultant a little bit with Jen and um, you shared so much wisdom with me that I feel that everyone can relate to. So whether people are just starting their business journey or they're already in it, um, you're really a a super good example of 
someone who does the work that needs to be done in order to reach their success. So we're going to talk a little about, about that. And I'm going to remind you of probably a few things that um, you might not remember that you told me uh, a couple of years ago. How do you know I won't remember? Because you know I have a bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But I sense that it'll come back to you pretty quickly because I think that these things that you told me are really part of your values. Mm -hmm. And you're pretty much a living, breathing example of everything you've told me. Mm. And the first thing, so you're going to laugh about this one because I'm, I think you're going to remember this one specifically. Um, when we were doing Arbonne at the beginning, I don't know if you remember, I, I had um, a pretty big sense of urgency in terms of how I was doing things and the goals I wanted to reach. And I remember at some point you telling me uh, to be more like a workhorse and less like a racehorse. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that really hit home for me because I was always someone who was um, in a rush to get to my success. And I was very, um, I guess in a way I was very stressed about how I was going about things, which had a huge impact on the results that I wasn't getting actually because of that. And I find that um, that statement is really, really great for entrepreneurs because there's this whole myth going around or this idea of overnight success or um, even, you know, people that we see or that we, that we follow who are super successful and we, we kind of have this sense that it, it happened overnight for them or it happened really quickly. Um, so tell me a little bit about your thoughts about that, about the importance of being more like a workhorse and less like a racehorse. Um, so yeah, to answer your question about uh, working like a racehorse versus like a workhorse, mm -hmm. I think that I'm, I sort of feel this way with everything in my life in that pretty much everything is an illusion. Mm. And what we tell ourselves, like this is one of my big things right now. I've been, I've been really working on this for the past couple years and it's really coming to the forefront more and more. But my big thing and my big work right now is the story. Mm. And what's the story you tell yourself? And, you know, of course that applies to me, but I see it in other people. And I do a lot of coaching with my Pilates business and the teachers that I work with, the teacher trainees and with Arbonne. And so it always comes down to the story that you're telling yourself, which in the end is just an illusion. And mm -hmm. so the racehorse idea is, I think, you know, what I meant by that and, and what I see happen often is people get into a project um, and they start working on that and then they become anxious about it and stressed mm -hmm. about it and they think that they're working. Yeah. So in fact, they're like, oh, I got to go fast. I got to go fast. But all they're doing is they're just running around in a circle. And yeah. so they're making a groove, like they're making a rut in that, in that tread that they keep running and running and running and running in a circular motion. And in fact, like what would happen if you kept running in a circle in the same spot, you wouldn't be, you'd make that circle deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, and it would go right up to your neck. Mm. So in the end, like to me, that's the idea of the racehorse versus the workhorse where the racehorse, I mean, it's not bad to go fast. Like mm -hmm. I, I think it can be good to go fast. And I think some people are truly cut out to be that way. I mean, obviously somebody who works on wall street, uh, likes that kind of a pace and someone yeah. who works in, um, 
science and technology is good in that kind of environment because technology is changing so quickly. Like at the drop of a dime, you have to be ahead of your competitors. You have to know the latest technology coming out. You have to be, you know, not following the trends. Um, So that's it. So, you know, I think working like a racehorse for the, for the average person, for most of the population is a more sane option because you're staying the course one foot in front of the other. And I love that quote by um, Martin Luther King, where where he says, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just need to take the first step. Mm. And I'm somebody who gets overwhelmed easily, believe it or not, even though I know I come across as a grounded person. Yeah, yeah person. Um, but I always liken myself to like, you know, the duck that's like swimming in water. We're like on the surface, they're like totally calm and collected, but underneath the feet are going like so fast. So I have to come back to that all the time because, you know, I have so many projects going on all the time. I'm working with the animal causes. I'm working with my Arbonne, but like various business I'm juggling at the same time. Plus, you know, my family life and my personal stuff and whatever. So I always come back to that and it's like, it doesn't need to be right now. It just need, you just need to take that first step. Yeah. Yeah. It makes so much sense. And I think it comes back also, I talk about this a lot too, it's when I was talking specifically about business and I say like, make sure you're doing business and you're not practicing busyness, like just keeping yourself busy to, to, to fill the space kind of thing. And I was imagining, you know, the the visual you were giving about just kind of turning in circles and then it gets deeper and deeper. And so I I guess that again becomes an illusion because we think we're moving forward, but we're just, like you said, turning in circles. So we're not actually, um, we're not actually growing or, or moving any closer to our goals. We're just kind of exhausting ourselves. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, you know, people will say, oh my God, like, you know, I'm doing this project, but it's too frenetic for me. Or, or it's like, it's, you know, there's so much going on. It's like, no, that's you. Yeah. That's you. That's your thoughts. That's what's in your head. That's the story you're telling yourself. Yeah. Stop, take a breath (laughs) and put things in perspective and look at your story. Because again, it goes back to my original point. Everything is an illusion. Yeah. The story is an illusion. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I'm thinking now about yoga and yoga therapy and uh, it's kind of the same work that we were taught to do, you know, when you're holding a pose and it's challenging and it's uncomfortable and it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to feel however you, you, you make up the story in your head about, you know, so if you kind of feed the, the discomfort or if you, you know, if you feed your anxiety in your business, it, you know, it, it just gets, it get it gets worse. You're more anxious, you're more stressed. So yeah. 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 You can, I mean, it's, it's a classic thing that we hear all the time from business coaches and business mentors, right? They say yeah. you can choose a story or make up a story that serves you Yeah. or not. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's your choice. Yeah. So again, going back to my original point, you know, being in a fast pace is not a bad thing. Yeah. It, I mean, there's ups and downs. It's it's not bad to have this exciting project and it's, you know, there's a sense of urgency and it's like, let's go, it's go time. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you got to do that Yeah, and that's good, but you can't get swept up in it and be like, oh my God, this project sucks because, you know, it's, go, it's going too fast. I'm getting swept up. It's like, no, no, no. You could still be solid one foot in front of the other, yeah. um, but you're choosing how you want to react 
to the situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we get very caught up on like the goals, the goals, the results, the results. And I remember asking you a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember this again, but I I had called you up and I think I was, I was quite discouraged about where I was at that point in my business. And I had asked you like, because, you know, you know, I've always seen you as extremely successful and you have a big following and, you know, people love you and, you know, your, your business is just kind of working for you now in a sense, you're still doing a lot of work, but you've just done that legwork and it's brought you to a place where you've built a momentum that's sustaining you. And Mm -hmm. I remember asking you like, how did you get there? Like, what did you do? I was like looking for this magical formula, you know, and I think you told me something like, just have to be persistent and you just have to keep going and one foot in front of the other. And then at some point you're going to turn around and you're going to see, um, you, you know, things are just going to change because of that work that you did. So I know a lot of us resist that work sometimes because we just want to get to our goals and get to our results as fast as possible. Um, and we forget the importance of really building strong roots underneath us so that it can then sustain us. And it's not always so much effort. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's, you know, I'd like to speak to that because that's something I feel really strongly about too, is that especially being in the health and fitness industry, um, I see, and, and, you know, being somebody who certifies teachers and sends them out in the world and does a lot of mentoring for teacher teachers and stuff like that. Yeah. I come across a lot of people that want to help people Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're, they've got a lot of fire in them and they're ready to go out in the world and start their business. And from one day to the next, I mean, they could have had some kind of, you know, corporate job. And then the next day they're like, okay, I'm doing my Pilates teacher training and now I'm a Pilates teacher and now I want to set up my website and now I just want to help people. And it's like, there's got to be a, a window where you're working on yourself. Yeah. And so like what you were saying about having to build roots and like you want the results and you've got the goal and all of that. Well, sometimes the results can't come that quickly because you need to work on yourself. Yeah. And if like, I can only speak to my industry and my business. And again, going back to that, if your business is to help people Mm -hmm. and to teach people I mean, especially in your business, Jen, like if your business is, is to help people be successful, mm-hmm. you need to know how to be successful. Yeah. Like yeah. I need to know how to be healthy if I'm going to teach people to be healthy. Yeah. Otherwise I'm just a fake. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like that out there. Yeah. And I really don't agree with that. And you know, one of the things you had said is, um, I'm honest. Yeah. I call it opinionated. I, like, <laughs> I have really strong opinions and that's one of them. It's like, yeah. You know, people are like, I want the results. I want the results. It's like, don't work on your business right now. Work on yourself. Yeah. Because if you're out there teaching people and you're like, hey, be healthy. This is how you're going to have the best health. Live your optimal life. Well, are you healthy? Are you living your optimal life? Because if not, then you can't take somebody there. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I wrote a quote the other day about this or an article or something somewhere. And I think I wrote something like, your business can only evolve as much as you have evolved. Like yes. you need to do your growth first. And we had, I had this huge insight the other day in one of my mastermind groups and we were talking about, we were talking about success and how there's a certain amount of time that you need to kind of go through to get there. And I think it's, it's the same for everyone. 
And we were saying like, you know what, there's really, there's a reason for that because once that success hits as well, you need to be ready to handle it. Like if you think about getting to that point to be um, a really successful leader, one, you need to embody what you're teaching, like you said, mm-hmm. um, because if, if not, none of that will ever be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And then you need to be able to, to be in a place where you have enough wisdom and experience and growth to be able to handle that success that comes in, in a, in a mature and um, uh, responsible way. So I think that that's a really, really key thing that people um, overlook sometimes. Yeah. I think that you can only take someone where you've been. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I got chills. I got chills because that's what, that's what I believe in from my core. And that's how I, that's how I create anything from enjoy. It's like, how can I use my experience to help people move forward? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the best way because, you know, theory can be an extra tool, um, but it's not wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's it's not as impactful. Yeah, I agree. Amazing. Oh, I love talking about stuff like this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, again, that you told me um, a couple of years ago, and this, there's so many angles that we can look at, at, at for, for this, particular, um, this particular thing that you told me a couple of years ago, but you had told me once, um, I'd rather have a small part in something big than a big part in something small. And I, you probably remember because I quoted you on this on Facebook a couple of times. <laughs> and... I feel that um, I feel that there's so many things that we can learn. I mean, if we think about business uh, to start, I know I'm seeing this right now a lot. I just uh, hired a virtual assistant for Enjoy, and I'm starting to um, I'm starting to kind of relinquish control a little bit and not <clears throat> not want to be you know a one man show in this whole thing and know that it's really when you're part of a team and you're part of something bigger that big things can happen. And anyone who like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. addicted to learning about success and I, I listen to a lot of people who are successful um, speak and they all say the same thing. You know, I, 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 I could never have done this on my own. And so we always kind of need to be working and collaborating with other people. But I love when you told me about this, I know that you were talking specifically about your old business, Zazen, and then choosing to become part of the team at Vic Park. Um, and even I think about, you know, choosing to uh, become part of Arbon mm. is, I guess where I'm getting at with this is getting rid of the ego part of wanting to be this big successful person on a pedestal and realizing that you can do so much more by having a small chunk and a big pie, you know? Yeah. So totally. Yeah. Do you, um, do you still see that as being relevant today and where you're at? Because I know that your pie is getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> even your part of the pie is getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, I totally do. Uh, I remember saying that to you and I remember that my business at that point had just gone bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And I was really tired. I was really burnt out. And I was like, I'm done so many years, like almost 10 years 
building something that I fought tooth and nail to keep. And I, it was always hard. It was always a struggle. And I always felt, or I often felt alone mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> so I would be at the business on a Saturday night at about 10 or 11 PM. And I was in my twenties. So I didn't want to be there at that time. I would have rather been out having a drink with friends or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I remember thinking how proud I was of myself and that this was all mine Mm. and I had built this and, you know, I had built it with my own hands, like literally with my bare hands because, you know, everything, the walls, uh, I had sanded, you know, sanded the windowsills. I had painted the walls, like literally with my own hands. And so by the end of it, when it went bankrupt and I had pretty much driven myself into the ground physically and mentally and emotionally um, and financially, um, I felt totally like, you know, I had done it. Yeah, I did it myself, but at what expense, like what cost was it? And the cost was my health and my sanity. So when I walked away from that experience, I thought, you know, I walked away and I said to myself, Oh, you're a failure. You're a failure. But then I realized, well, you just, and you have to learn from that. And one of the huge things I learned walking away from that was exactly your point, which is I'd rather have a small piece of something big than a big piece of something small. Mm-hmm. And that's when I joined Victoria Park and I joined a team and I really found good, you know, I'm, I had a good footing there. And then I started my Arbonne business and now I'm part of something huge yeah. um, that really is like this amazing ship that's like just so big and it feels so great. Um, And it's funny because all the personal development that I've done since the closure of my business has really led me to such an interesting place now because now it's not about me at all. It's about the people I'm helping. It's about the animals I'm helping with my business. It's about um, the people that I'm helping and, and allowing to step forward and guiding to step forward. And actually I don't want the spotlight. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to be in front. I don't want to like, I want to let them do it. And yeah. I can't remember who said it, but I, I read recently a, a quote, quote about leadership and they were saying uh, a true leader is someone that, um, that lets the team think that they did it on their own. Mm, and oh, is, yeah. That. And is happy to like, and is okay with that. You know, they're okay with letting them think that. Yeah. And my old self would have been, Hey, 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 I, I did it too. Like it's me. I did it. I did it all on my own. Yeah. Whereas now it's not that at all. Now, if you know, my team is like, woohoo, we did it. I'm like, yes, you did it. You did it. You know? Yeah. Such a nice team spirit, and it reminds me of my mentor. I have I got chills again, but um, my business mentor is Richard Branson, and he's so much about this kind of philosophy, you know. He's yeah, so much about and you know, he always says, First, take care of your employees, then take care of your clients, and yeah. after that, take care of your investors. So it's like his employees are the first thing he takes care of, and then he says, like when you take good care of your employees, they're just naturally going to do their job really well, you know? Yeah. So I love that. And I think, and what I love about the story that you just told, and this is something I truly believe in, it's something that I went through um, last year. Uh, it was, it was probably one of my biggest challenges in business, but allowing yourself to evolve, you know, not 
not feeling like you have to stay in it. Like, you know, with, with your old business, you, you, you saw at some point that it was time to move on and you were, you were ready to evolve. And <laughs> not really, Jen. No? I actually, no, I should have jumped ship several years earlier, but I oh, wow. had hung on so tight. I, I literally went to the bottom of the ocean with the ship. Wow. Okay. But I swam back up to the top and, and yeah. made a new life for myself. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely did not see that that coming. Yeah. <laughs> or you saw it after. <laughs> I saw it after, yeah. But we so need to let ourselves evolve in business and know that we grow, we change. And, you know, maybe that wasn't our plan to, to, to stay there. And I think that, like you said, each experience teaches us a lot. And if we, if we, if we stay in that mindset that we can't give up and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to look like a failure. Um, then I think that that's, that's when we, that's when we can truly fail because we don't, um, allow ourselves to grow into what we're supposed to be doing. Totally. And you know what, given the, the, that this podcast is for entrepreneurs, yeah. I'd actually like to speak to that because we as entrepreneurs, he, you know, we end up following other entrepreneurs and life coaches and we're on Instagram and we've got all this success stuff going on. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these quotes out there and a lot of the stuff you see is like, don't give up, never give up, fight, yeah. fight for what you want ever. You know, it's a battle. Business is a battle and yeah. being an entrepreneur a battle and all that stuff. And there's so many great quotes out there. And that's really part of it is that principle of never giving up and, mm -hmm. and having, you know, going through the hard part and yeah. one foot in front of the other and all of that. But like anything, there's a balance. Yeah. And sometimes you have to let go. Yeah. And if you claw to the death, like I did and hung, hang on, yeah. you put blinders on and you don't see what else is coming in and what is right for you. You're just so stuck on like, never give up, never give up. Yeah. But sometimes it's not about per giving up per se. It's actually about letting go. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, owning my own business was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And like even more than, you know, running a marathon and all yeah. that stuff. But, um, but sometimes, you know, I think that things shouldn't be so hard and I think that there has to be flow and I think that there is a path of least effort. Yeah. You know, Deepak Chopra talks, talks about that. It's one of the seven laws of success, he says, which is the law of least effort. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's finding the balance between those things. Yeah. And I think what we get caught up on is the form or the vehicle we're using to do our great work in the world. And that's, that's the part that's not totally. so important. It's like, and that's where I think it's amazing to be able to let go and say, and that's what happened to me last year with my wellness center a year and a half ago is like, I was so attached to the vehicle I was using. I was like, I can't give up on this. I can't give up on this. And I could feel inside that that wasn't the right vehicle anymore. Though the work I wanted to do was still the, the, the core of the work I wanted to do or the core of how I wanted to help people was the same. So I think what's most important is to not give up on your yearning on that calling you're having, but in how you're going to do it or the vehicle or the form, you have to be able to let go and let that change. I'll amen to that because yeah. I actually have a similar experience, but on the other side of things, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, what you're talking about, I experienced completely with, with Zazen, which is my studio that I had for 
you know, eight plus years. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of it with Arbonne, it's the opposite experience where I was so attached to the vehicle mm. that when Arbonne was presented to me, I closed, I was completely close to it. Yeah. And I didn't want to see it because to me, that's not what I was looking for on the outside. Yeah. But on the inside, it was what I was looking for was an opportunity um, to uh, make a difference in a big way, yeah. an opportunity to make a lot of money because I wanted yeah. to, I have big dreams to help a lot of people and a lot of animals. Yeah. Um, and an opportunity to make my own schedule, determine my own self-worth, determine my income and make a passive income. Yeah. So all of those things were important to me. But when it was presented to me, I totally closed my mind because I'm like, nope, it's not in the box that mm. I said it needed to come in. <laughs> yeah. And if I had said no to that, I can't imagine what how my life would be now because not only, I mean, my business now is making over half a million dollars a year. Wow. That's amazing. And I mean, I'm just, at, I'm just getting started. Like next yeah. year, my business is going to be a million dollar business. Yeah. So that's, it's amazing. Like the causes that I've been able to work with and help. And, you know, I work with Esther, the wonder pig and happily ever Esther farm sanctuary. And, yeah. um, like the, the stuff that I've been able to, to do for them and that I'm going to continue to do in the future is only going to grow. Yeah. I mean, imagine I had said no because I was close minded to the vehicle and I was stuck on, on what the vehicle needed to be. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, that is something. And so everyone listening, just like stay open to any opportunity that comes your way, at least be open enough to, to listen and just, kind of see what's behind it you know there's I always feel that life has a little surprise for us behind any opportunity that comes by and sometimes like you say it doesn't look like what we expected but it can often surprise us in terms of you know where it can bring us so and sometimes the thing that you're actually resisting the most is the thing oh. you need the most yes oh my god how many times did I tell people this what in yoga classes, like, Oh no, I don't like these kind of poses. Oh, well, those are the yeah. kind of poses you need to do because that's what your body needs. Yeah. Same thing in life. I totally, I, I live by that too. It's like, what am I resisting? Okay. That's where I need to. Yeah. That's, that's where you need I, to look at. Exactly. That's, oh, that's super inspiring. Thanks for that story. That was, uh, that was really great. Super juicy. Yeah. Good. Um, so based on all that, just to end today, um, two questions. So what are some common things you see in entrepreneurs? Um, so two things. What are um, like maybe one or two key common mistakes you see people making that um, either hold people back or uh, anything that has to do with self-sabotage or mindset? Are there like what are two key things that you see that are uh, recurring mistakes that people are recurring bad habits, I guess we could say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, one of them we touched on already. I think that people don't work on themselves yeah. enough. They don't do personal development. Um, they don't read uh, or listen to, you know, stuff like this, audiobooks, mm -hmm. uh, success things, things that are going to develop them, them into a better, not just a better business person, but a better human being. Yeah. Because I truly believe it's one of my life's philosophies is, or 
writing philosophies, everything is connected to everything. Yep. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone who doesn't have integrity, that's not just showing up in your relationships or, you know, your whole life that's showing up in your business. Yeah. And your customers are going to feel that. So, you know, if you're someone who lacks self-confidence, that's showing up in your business. Mm-hmm. So you need to work on yourself, number one, before you work on your business. It's nice to read, you know, uh, 101 sales strategies and uh, 101 ways to get more customers, but you need to keep those customers. So you need to be solid and strong yeah. as an individual. Yeah. So I think that's the first one. And, um, the second one, I totally forget what I was going to (laughs) say. That's okay. We could go into the success part. (laughs) Yeah. I I had one. I was like, Ooh, I really want to say that. If it comes back at the end about that. And I, yeah, I totally forgot. If it comes back, I'll let you know. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, on the other end of it, um, what are good habits or things that you see people doing that bring them to success. So people that, you know, whether it's on your team at Arbonne or, or teachers that you're training in Pilates. Um, some, Jen, yeah. It just came back to me. Oh, what is it? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not lose it. Okay. So the second thing, second common mistake that I see is I think that people don't have a servant's heart. Ah, yes. yes. And it's one of the reasons why I actually have stayed away from um, networking type events for so long is because I feel that people go to networking events and they're like, they just want to give out their business cards and they're like, they want to talk about themselves. And it's like, yeah, me, 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 me. Do you know about my business? Do you know what I do? Cause this is what I do. And (laughs) they just want to tell people about their business so that they can get more customers. Yeah. Instead of going out in the world and saying, how can I help? Yeah. Who can I help and how can I help? And if you would go to a networking event and speak to someone, like if I met you, Jen, at a networking event and I was like, what do you do? Yeah. "Hmm, Interesting. How can I help you in your business? Well, now you're going to be open-minded. Chances are you're probably going to like me more because (laughs) I'm more interested in you than I am in myself. So that makes me more interesting, right? Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to have the potential to work together. But the minute that you go out in the world and you're like looking for what people can do for you, yeah, people sense that and they don't get attracted to that energy. But if you're out in the world saying, what can I do for people? Like for me, it's what can I do for animals? What can I do for people? Yeah. And, you know, my team and Arbonne and, and the teachers that I, I coach and all of that, the Pilates teachers, it's all about that. Yeah. And it's truly comes from that heart. And then you end up being successful by default. Yeah. So I'm not even looking for success. I'm not looking, I'm not even looking for my business to be successful, actually, <laughs> to be quite honest. I'm just looking to help people. And that's really what I'm, I feel like I'm here to do. And again, by default, that just, you know, people come back to me because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And people are attracted to you naturally because of that. And yeah. that's what we all thrive for anyways, right? I mean, uh, the goal of becoming an entrepreneur is to have the freedom to, to be able to do what inspires us to help other people. And so that's a, that's a really nice approach. And yeah, it makes so much sense. I think this happens, especially when we begin in business. It's like, we feel like we have to sell ourselves and 
um, when you come from a place of serving instead, yeah, I mean, that can just propel you forward like you've never imagined. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm happy you remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Amazing. And uh, yeah, so like one or two things about success, people that you see who really, they've honed into good habits that um, you see that propel them forward. Hmm. I think, well, I can speak to what's helped propel me forward in my own life. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it's individual. Yeah. And I mean, of course, success leaves clues and that, you know, successful people do similar things like they yeah. have superior time management. Um, they don't procrastinate. They're disciplined. Uh, they've, you know, all these things, they've yeah. got self-control. Um, and we can rattle off a list of what's called quality successful people have. Yeah. Um, I think what's really worked in my own life where I would say that I saw, uh, where I, I saw a visible shift from being unsuccessful to being more successful yeah. is I got control of my life. So, for example, again, going back to this philosophy, my guiding philosophy, which is everything is connected to everything. Yeah. And how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So, if you're, you know, dish, if there's dishes in the sink all the time, how are you going to manage your schedule? Yeah. Like, how I teach somebody is probably the you know the way that I keep my closets yeah. um, or the way that I the way that I clean my toilet like if I don't pay attention <laughs> to the details yeah. um then I'm not paying attention to the details anywhere yeah so I think that those things are really important is I started to really get um control of things and especially my finances like I never really wanted to I was never I guess sort of I I a self self self-proclaimed quote unquote, like not a money person. I yeah. always like avoided, um, that conversation. And so my finances were always like, not, um, something that I wanted to pay a lot of attention to. And I just wanted to be out there helping people and teaching and doing good things in the world. And, and then I was like, mm, no, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> get control of your finances. You need to make a budget. You need to get control of your house. You need to get control of the way you manage your time. And this all comes out in my business and it makes me, I mean, it's so many ways. It frees up my headspace, but it just propelled me forward. And I see the momentum now so much more since I've gotten control over those things. Yeah. And the other thing too is um, just talking about the financial aspect is, um, I always, again, like not being a money person, I never wanted to be rich. Okay. I always wanted to be poor because I thought it was righteous to be poor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to have material things. And, you know, there's people in the world who are starving and really suffering. Um, you know, like having grown up as a kid in India, like I saw real poverty. And yeah. so coming back from that, it was like, oh my God, like I want to help those people. And so I don't want to, you know, drive a fancy car or be whatever. Yeah. And now I'm totally on the other side of the fence where I'm like, it's great to be righteous about, you know, being poor. Yeah. And you're like, oh, 
yeah, I'm so, you know, I'm helping, I'm helping. That's great. But you know what? You can help more if you have money. And now I'm, I feel so strongly about it. Like it's, if you have any inclination towards social justice or human rights or animal rights or any kind of, you know, social justice issues in the world, it's critical that you make as much money as you can. Yes. It's critical that you go out in the world and you build your business with so much robustness that you build a financial, you know, mountain. Yes. Because it's better that you have the money than someone else who doesn't have that philosophy. Yeah. So you damn well better do that. You have a responsibility to do that. And that's what I, that's how I see now. Like now I have a sense of urgency about it because it's like, I have to make a lot of money. I mean, projects that I have in my heart that I'm working on and that I'm going to work on in the future. Yeah. I mean, this is like, they're going to need funnel, a funnel of money, like, you know, driving over to them. So to stay poor gives me nothing. Like you need to help people. Yeah. Oh my God. I think those last two points I think are the best advice I've ever heard in business, honestly. And I think that it's something that people need to get over, like the fear of making money and all that stuff. And, and then it comes back to, I was, I'm reading a book right now called Money and Mindfulness by Lisa Messenger. Oh wow. And yeah. It's so good. And one of the questions she asks is she says, how much money do you need to make to fulfill your purpose? And that's, that should be your goal. So it's, 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 it's exactly about that, about like how much money do you need to make to really make the impact that you want to make? And then if we look at Oprah, for example, who's again, one of my uh, like mentors slash super inspiring people is like, she, she would have never been able to make that impact if she hadn't have made the money she did and been able to hire the staff that she was able to to create an even bigger impact. And so it's all about, it's all about freedom and being able to make a difference with that money that you make. Well, that's just it because you can only go to, you know, you only have so much time in your schedule to go to an old folks home and like sit with people or brush people's hair or do whatever, like whatever it is you want to do. You're one person. Exactly. And that's wonderful if you do that, but you can, be in so many more places at once, Yes, you know, by, yeah. by developing wealth for yeah. yourself yeah. And, and, and sharing that and giving that, you know, away. Yeah. It's about leveraging. It is. It totally is. Business is about leveraging. Life is about leveraging. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that people need to learn. Like you, that's, there's one thing you need to learn quickly in business. It's like how to leverage your yeah. time, your money, um, that's small vision versus big vision. Like when I first got, uh, when I first started off in the work world as an entrepreneur, I had a small vision. Yeah. So I was like, Ooh, I need to stay poor. Well now it's like, no, my vision is so big. Yeah. I know that in, and, and even now it's big, but I know that I'm even dreaming small. Like yeah. I even <laughs> dream bigger, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I look at myself and I, I have the conversation with myself now. It's like, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. Like, how dare you have the potential that you have to make a bit that, that kind of a business and, you know, that kind of money and, and be successful. And how dare you keep that from the world? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. 
Oh, so many things that people need to hear. It's crazy. And I hope that this is going to really uh, inspire people to to fulfill their their highest potential and leverage that and use that to make you know the biggest print uh in this lifetime as they can mm -hmm. that's amazing thank you so much jen this was full of wisdom oh, so good. Good. this was great <laughs> and i want people know if they want to um uh if they want to follow you so if uh if you want to stay in touch with jen and everything she's doing you can find her on facebook um, her page is Mastery Through Movement with Jennifer Horvath, H-O-R-V-A-T-H. Um, and you can also, if you want to learn more about her Arbonne business and um, joining her team, because I know she's always taking on new people in her team. Uh, taking on the right people. Taking on the right people, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. There's a funnel process. <laughs> but um, uh, you can go to jenniferhorvath.arbonne.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would just say stay connected, connected with Jen. She's full of wisdom and she's really on a mission to, uh, do amazing things. So thank you again so much for all that. Thanks, Jen. I've also got my Instagram account, actually, if anybody oh, wants to follow yes. that. Oh my God. Instagram it's, um, Zen Jennifer. So Z E N Jennifer. All okay. One word. Perfect. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Instagram is the place to be now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much, Jen. Thanks, Jen. That was awesome.